Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And uh, first of all, let's take a second to apologize because last week, or yeah, last week we didn't... I'm sorry. We, we're sorry. Yeah, we didn't upload the podcast because, you know, problems on both ends. First yeah. time in 30 weeks that we failed, so I, I think we... <laughs> I'm not going to say we have an excuse, but, you know, please forgive us. But with that being said, you know, uh, it's time for book review. And this week, uh, it's a book that Tiago chose. So I'm, I think I'm going to let you start first. And the book is called yeah. Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Take it. Yeah. yeah, so this book has been, I've seen a lot of recommendations from a lot of people that I follow. Some people I respect a lot. And so I just really thought it would be worth the... The read, and I, I actually, I, I liked it very much. I, I don't think it was quite as impactful for me or for you because we have already heard a lot about and read a, a lot about this it's kind of this this topic. And we've been, I think, listening a lot about it recently, even more with the, with all the concepts I think we're analyzing recently with the Kaizen, the even the book, The Atomic Habits, you, you talked a lot about this, about really starting from the inside out. So the, the book, the name is Start With Why, which is basically that's the, the principle of the book. It, it's basically whenever you're, you're deciding when to do something in this book, he, he relates it a lot to business. And so in this case, like if you're starting a business, really taking the time to um, think about the message that you, you want your company to spread and the why of behind what you're doing with things. Because mo most times the, the issue in, in this perspective is that companies don't know why they're doing stuff. They, they only focus on the, the end pro the end, um, the end goal, which is like selling the customer something and they end up not caring about what that something is. And most people really, they don't, they aren't, there's a good quote from the book. It's like, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And that's true with most cases. People don't, most people aren't experts in things that they're buying. So let's say you're buying a phone. You're not, most people aren't interested in having the, like the best processing capability in this, the biggest storage space. Only like phone nerds really care about that. The average consumer doesn't know that. And so they just, they, they're looking for something. They may think it's rational, but they really just, they just, they're looking for an intention behind the, the phone that they're buying. They they want to, to represent a message with the, the thing they are buying. That's why the, in he gives the example in the book. That's why Apple is so is one of the most famous and well well performing companies in the world because they have a really defined why and people that's why people buy their, their products. They they have that why behind them and people want to represent that brand. Yeah, absolutely. So like taking the Apple example, it's for Apple it's not just like, oh, we sell computers or we we are even the most enough we have the most innovation in you know like uh, smartphones computers etc for them most is like oh it's it's a symbol of challenging the status status quo for the most part apple like just um you know the the whole design like aluminium um out exterior the lighting apple on the back you know all of those things when you look at them you kind of instinctively if you've been in contact with the brand you know kind of what that represents it represents a certain idea in your mind. For me, that's like, a, and I think for most people, when you see an Apple, it's a, like a higher upgrade to a PC, at least in like, um, maybe not even in wealth levels, but th that also, it's like in, it's like you're above kind of thing. And th that's because they know what they're going for. When, for example, they, they give a good example, when they first um, launched the iPod, you know, all the other competitors that also had like MP3 players, shit like that, they were selling it like, oh, you have 10 gigabytes of free space in your MP3, you know, oh my God. 
And Apple just rephrased as like uh, 1,000 songs in your pocket. Yeah. And makes like that makes the complete difference. But they only could do that because they knew that like, oh, we're challenging what you believe that can be done, you know? Before people yeah. would be like, oh, a thousand songs in my pocket? It's not possible. Mm-hmm. So it comes from all that why. Why are they doing the things? And because what I see also is that, and he talks about in the book, is if you don't know your why, then it's very easy to get lost and trapped in the you know classical marketing mistakes, which is like you start lowering your prices, you start going for like coupons and always promotions and always stuff like that, which works and works very well. But like he says in the book, the problem is is that it doesn't work long term, you know? Yeah, that's a, there's like a there's a time limit bound to like a promotion. People get used to the promotion and then they always want more and more. And if you're not ready to satisfy that that need of people, then you shouldn't really. I think that you shouldn't do it. There's like there's some companies that they never do. They refuse like to do um, what do you call it. Like, to do like discounts, promotion, yeah, right? like sale promotions. Like they never do it. That's part of their brand. And it's, I think it's a very smart long-term play if you're in it for the long-term because people really get used to, to the discounts and all the promotions and then they only buy from you. If, it, if they know you're always doing promotions, they'll never buy from you when you're not doing them. I think that's what, what happens most times. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and if you think about it, most of the, I'm not going to say most of the big brands, but because some uh, brands, when they do it, And if it works long-term, it's because the why, and I believe, and he also says in the book, is because the why is just can be bigger than that. You know? Like, I, I don't think that if you ever go into an Apple store, like an official Apple store, you'll ever find a promotion. I, I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I've never seen, like, yeah, never seen oh, the new stuff. iPhone is tw- 30% off. No, it's yeah. like you pay the full fucking price or you go away. Yeah. That's it. Because it's also about the message that that attitude sends. That, that sends the attitude that we value our product And its price is right. If, because I think also like when I see something in a discount, my mind automatically goes so like, okay, so this isn't worth the price that you are initially selling it for. That's what I see. I immediately get a bit, I, I feel a bit distanced from the company because it's like, okay, so you just, you don't really think that that's the value of what you're selling. Because if, if, it, if it was, you wouldn't be putting a discount on it. That's why, that's the feeling I get. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's also like the big risk of, You just become a commodity, you know? If you're just mm. going for prices and you're focused, let's say for a smartphone. If you're like lowering on price and discounts and all that shit, then you're competing for, you know, like, oh, which one has the, the biggest CPU or the most RAM space or whatever? And ultimately, that's not what makes these big companies big. Like Apple is the biggest, I think, biggest North American company. And it's not because they made a lot of discounts and a lot of promotions. It's because they, you know, Steve Jobs implemented a, a certain standard ideal and then they just live according to that. Mm-hmm. And you know, like when you see, at least personally, when I see a Mac computer, it's a completely different idea that I have when I see like an HP or an, mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't, I can't even remember other like yeah. PC brands. Yeah, and he That's gives that how... exact example in the book. Like if you see the Mac computer, it's purposely designed So people know that you have a Mac computer. The Apple is on the outside facing the correct way to other people. Because most people who have a Mac, they want to show that they have a Mac. It's part of their identity. I'm a Mac user. I define, I I stray away from the status quo. And But if you see like HP computers, they don't they don't give a, a damn about putting the symbol. They, they put it in the back, but they put it even reverse. So people that are looking at it see it upside down. Because 
no one cares if you have an HP computer. Like no one's going to look, even if it's a good one, because most people don't know. People like most people have no idea of what's a good computer and a bad computer. I don't, but I know when I see a Mac computer, I see, okay, that's a good computer. If I see an HP, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe it's good, a good, maybe it's not. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, now leading that idea to, you know, starting with why. I do believe, and um, if you saw the podcast about the seven habits of highly effective people, he also talks a lot about this. She says, if you start with the why in mind first, then like the what and the how just becomes, it becomes much easier to figure all those things mm -hmm. out, you know? Uh, he gives the example in the book of, um, I think it was uh, companies who build doors. And then America, how they did it is like they have the whole production line. And then at the end, they have someone like, yeah, well, the door fits. And yeah, the door, car doors. Okay, yeah. So, and if it doesn't fit at the end of the production line, they kind of like hammer it down or they have to fix it again. Yeah. But in Japan, they don't have that person at the end. And I think somebody from America went to yeah. the, the Mitsubishi factory or something. And, yeah, and they went there and I was like, wait, where's the guy to do the doors? And they just say like, oh, we just designed them to fit. Yeah. You know, like they start with that first. Yeah. You know, you don't start making it and then at the end you're like, yeah, let's fucking make it work in here, yeah. baby. Woo. Yeah. Because, first of all, the process becomes just much harder. You're going to waste more time and money. And then it's just plan out not simple. You're going to waste so much time that could have been avoided. And then you would... I've Also, more than that, the message that you send across is much different. Because they know the doors fit. They know their shit is higher quality. And then you see that yeah. as well. Like when you see, for example, at least in that time, the Japanese cars, you have a certain idea associated with them. It's not like, for example, a Ford is like, ah, oh, it's a Ford. But if you're like, oh, Mitsubishi, it's different. Yeah. And it, it all comes from there. And applying this to, like, not going for company, even personal level, like say, oh, I'm starting, I'm going to start at the gym. Okay, but why do you want to go to the gym? Because if your why is not defined or strong enough, then it's very easy to, you know, come up with a reason not to go or to even go for the wrong reasons. Like you, you could, let's say you go to the gym And your un, like subconscious or unconscious why is because oh I feel I I hate my body, you know I hate it so much I have to change it. If you just keep working on top of that why, that why is not going to change. You know you're gonna could be you could look like a bodybuilder and you still would look in the mirror and be like oh, I really don't like this over here. It's just about changing this approach from the start, yeah. you know, which is fucking boring as hell. Like no one, at least personally. When I start something new, I just want to be like, okay, let's do it, start. But like really taking this time is super and important. I think it's super important because that's the only way it, it will ever turn into a long-term thing. Like most most habits, if they're going to stick, it's because they are part of your identity. When I look at in my life, the habits that are still here, it's because I may have started them with a what in mind. Let's say, let's say exercise an example. Maybe I started my, my what, my, okay, maybe I started with a shallower why. My why was like, Okay, my why was my what? It's like, I want to have big muscles. So that's, that was no like mm -hmm. intention behind it. It was just the end result and I didn't give more thoughts to it. But as I progressed in the gym and I, I enjoyed the process more and more, I kind of, I drifted from that initial uh, desire of having big muscles. I just started doing it because I liked it and that just became kind of secondary. And eventually I just really discovered uh, that I really enjoyed the process. I, I discovered new values while doing it i wanted to be healthier i focused way more on my health than just on my appearance and that's what got me to do 
to still do it. That's why it became a, an essential yeah. part. It's my identity now. I'm the in my mind. I am the person who goes to the gym. I am the gym goer. I'm not only. I'm not like if people ask me. I'm just what, what do you do? Like I, I say workout. It's it's not only like oh I'm just I just took up workouts some months ago and I'm, I'm trying it out. No, it's like it's an essential part of me. I'm I'm a I'm a exercising person. Let's say like that. And that's yeah. I think with all habits, that's why the book also the the habits book, Atomic Habits that we reviewed in the, here in the podcast. That's why it's I think it was so important. It was the first I think introduced me really to this concept of starting from the inside out and and it, it may seem boring at first glance and most people really don't want to take the time to to just kind of just to have like write it down in your notebook while you're trying to do this and really like ask the the boring questions and maybe the uncomfortable questions to yourself why do i why do i want to do this why that's when you like you really start discovering things about yourself that's where you define your why so it starts to become clearer and then if you reinforce that why, if you reinforce it with actions and enough actions, that's where it really becomes a part of you. That's where you do it for life. And that's what I think is missing a lot on the self-help industry. It's that starting with the inside out. Yeah, absolutely. Because also, like, after you have that why, like he says in the book, yeah, this, also that's like, this is not, I feel like sometimes this can get really preachy, but all that we're saying is just like what he says in the book, which is like, once you have that why, it's much easier to find like i think it's why what how it's so, like mm-hmm. once you have why your why your watch. why it's much easier to find like what you want to do and then, then that's much easier to find out how you're going to do it you know but if that's all backwards and you just start like oh i, I want to start a business but you don't know why you want to do it it's very easy to jump board it's very easy to you know compromise your morale it's very easy to do a lot of things and i see this uh, for example with our page I remember when we started and when I talked to you to be like, oh, okay, it's going to gonna do this. It's going to be both of us now. I, I feel like even unconsciously at that moment, we kind of had to decide like, okay, why are we doing this? And we're like, okay, we're not going to do like cheesy uh, bullet point post, list post. We're not going to compromise, you know, putting a, a more generic quote that can get more likes, but it's not going to go according to our values. And that, mm-hmm. I feel like if we didn't do that, then now shit would have kind of died down because you just be one yeah. more generic type of thing. Yeah, I think we may have had more growth initially, but then it was just at stop, which is opposing to now, it's still growing because I think it's really about patience. Gary Vee talks about a lot of this. It's like, if you if you have a, a purpose and if you have defined values and a business idea behind it, people want your product and you just stick to it, man, you'll eventually succeed. I now, now I believe it more than ever because... Before it was like, nah, choose like some special sort of tactics and the secret, blah, blah, blah. No, there is no, I truly believe now that there is no secret to anything in life. It's just, it's just being consistent, extremely consistent. Okay, sure. Some things most people will never be able to do like, like sports, like they don't have the genetics for a certain sport, whatever. But well, most things you can get extremely good at something if you're just consistent enough with it. And I think that's the thing that's missing most in in like in in our in our minds, we all want it so fast, and there's no more patience. We all, all the page, all the Instagram pages, they are just so quick to compromise on what they really because they, they compromise because they don't really know. I think what they they believe in and what their goal is with their specific page, and so that's why we see so much generic shit uh, spread and just like compromising on some like selling cheap products. They don't really believe in the product. Just they grab the quickest the quickest way to make money and i think that's really just like you have to focus on why are you doing the thing if it's if and if it's just like such a a shallow thing like if you just 
if you want to be a millionaire and you don't know why, like I'm, I'm not opposed to you wanting to be a villain, a millionaire. I just want you to know why you want to do that. And if you like, if you find your why and you're comfortable with it, sure, you can continue. But most people will just find that their why is rooted in insecurities. And once you find that, you you realize, oh, okay, maybe this isn't this is I I shouldn't be motivated by this. And you start, and as you change your why, you'll notice that your what gets different. And that's that's why actually I want to read a quote from the book, which I found was very Go good. Ahead. And it is, uh, this is relating to, um, to the, the author was basically speaking with, I think it was a personal trainer and he was talking like what distinguishes a, an habitual, like a client that comes back and sticks with it. And a one just, just bounces off and back on. And she said like, it's like, they never have the time or money to do it right. The first time she said of her clients, but they always have the time and money to do it again. That's the mentality. We all go into things like we, we don't like people don't want to prepare themselves for the, the first time and, and like spend the time and the money to get it right and do it start from a a long-term perspective but they're always willing like to every year people do the their uh, every like the new year promise of going to the gym losing weight blah 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 and they do it again and again and they end up spending more money and more time whereas if they just took it they stayed consistent with it the first time and it took their time to define their why they would have gotten the results they wanted yeah absolutely and it's also yeah it's like a paradigm shift i feel like and you know just to reinforce this one more time it is you know it's boring uh, at least for me like i don't like sitting like personally i, I really don't like sitting down and like um why am i doing this what are my values i, I much prefer i'd much prefer to just like okay let's fucking do this but it's fucking crucial you know and we had this, we were discussing, not today, but a few weeks ago, like, oh, should we start selling something on our Instagram page and maybe, you know, make this full time or whatever, who knows? And, but then, at, at least for me, I feel like at this point, it's harder to try to sell than not to, you know, it's, I'm so reluctant to be like, mm, but what if this doesn't pass the right image, the right idea to, to like, to our why? And it's even like when I'm writing posts, for example, yesterday, I could only post at 4 a.m. because I arrived uh, late from work. And I was like, when I was writing the post, I was super tired, but I skipped some quotes and I was like, oh, man, this yeah. this isn't really it. Hmm. I, I get this feeling that I'm like, because I know the why, I'm like, mm, this immediately I know this doesn't fit with what we're doing. Yeah. You know, so what and also this this podcast is going to be a lot around this idea because you know i'm going to be honest this book for me was super repetitive mm -hmm. and the, the spec that like it just goes you know it also it's supposed to be a bit repetitive just hammering the idea in but it just goes over so much um like yeah the um, you know just your why and how and why and other companies and all this stuff because you know it's at the end of the day it's super important but I'm just going to give my opinion on the book. For me, it was a bit mm -hmm. too repetitive. It's like, I, f I feel like after 50 pages, I kind of got what he wanted to say in the whole 227 pages. Yeah, I think that book. was, he really wanted to hammer the idea down. And I also think it's because we've been listening to it so much recently about this kind of idea. It all goes kind of to the, the point of starting with why and really from a long-term perspective, I think we're getting more and more into that. So that's why I think it was a kind of, it, it was a, kind of repetitive message for us. So I think that's kind of added on to the repetitiveness that made them maybe yeah. hit. But still, like, I, I found a lot of gems in, in this book, like really good. Like, I, I really like the, the way he gave the example, specifically about Apple. It, that's like, that's something I was never like able to understand. Like, why do 
some companies are why are some companies like so consistently good you see apple disney whatever they're like they're consistently over decades yeah they're good and that's very hard like you see companies that they come and go but and, and now we, i think i really i think this is why they, they stay it's because they know their why they they have a clear defined um idea behind their company and that's like once you have that everything becomes easier once you, you can you can pass on that message and everyone knows that message it, there's a lot less room for error because people know like like you were saying with, with with our page it becomes like if we didn't know why we started doing it it was it would have been super easy to start selling stuff like giving shout outs to people selling like some shitty i don't know bracelets or something just yeah like Buy yeah vitamin water easily, easily like some lighten yourself pages, like they just do that like even if it's not, not not related they just know it, it there's money in it and, it and so they advocate on their their values and that's like that's why it's so important for you to know why and in the it's like it's one of the it's greed because we all want money like i'm not i'm not a, I'm not a hypocrite i want money that's why we're drawn to those ideas but we also know that there's there's the, the value there's a value associated to money and there's another value associated to to our purpose and i think once you value your purpose more all those ideas become a lot more easier to distinguish what, from what, what is right and, and what is wrong and so that's I, that's i think really i think that's like the most important thing if you want to i i don't think i can give this advice because i've never like started a business or something but like if i'm speaking like i was the, the author of this book and the the I think the message he wanted to get across for, because I think he's very successful. So you should listen to him and his message is if you're going to start a business, know why you're doing it and know what's the purpose of your business before starting it or, or when starting it and really define that. And that's like, that's the, I think that's the first step and the foundation for everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also like going more a bit deep into the why, what, how that's how it defines. It's like, it makes a circle, then another circle, then another circle, all inside of each other. And yeah, it's like why, what, how. Yeah. And also for me, this also ties a lot into um, like the Viktor Frankl, Viktor Frankl message. Uh, if you never read it, it's the book about um, Auschwitz survivor, where the book's called Men's Search for Meaning, where pretty much he was in a con concentration camp. And inside he, he was able to, you know, find not only his, his meaning in life, but also to be able to help other people in that shitty situation to do the same. Yeah. And for me, it's a lot of sometimes like going more into like, how, like, okay, start with your why, but how do you do that? For me, like the biggest thing here, like we always are asking like, mm, what is my passion? What is, what is my calling? But a much, you know, more helpful idea for me is just what does your life need of you right now? Because mm -hmm. there's something, maybe does your body need you to go to the gym more? Does your do your parents need to make more money to leave their home? Do I don't know. There's going to be st stuff like that. And me personally, like when I took the focus out of myself and put it in like, okay, what does the situ situation require of me? Why? Like, what is it? Like, I think here why and what is a bit tied together. Mm -hmm. But it for me, it helped a lot. Because before I was always thinking like, hmm, what is my life purpose? Why am I doing this? Why? Da -da -da. Yeah. But there's always stuff that you kind of, if you are to be responsible for your life, you can always be like, okay, I can, I need to do this. Why do I need to do this? It's because, you know, that's a bigger why. Like, because my life requires this for me right now. I feel like above all whys, that's always a good why to have. Yeah. It's like, because my life requires it for me right now. Mm -hmm. 
because you know especially with you know you see this a lot like instagram youtube like oh, search for your dreams nobody can stop you and all that but like for example is the right idea to really quit your job and start your business when you have 300 dollars in your bank account is that really responsible like what the fuck you're gonna do if it doesn't work out after one week and you have no more money mm-hmm. then what just being dumb it's it's like that so yeah for me define your why but always have into account that at least personally like this bigger why could be super helpful mm-hmm. but i don't know yeah, i think what that think way of that? formulating the question is much a much better way it will get you a lot farther than just asking what's my purpose that so that question blocks the minds of, of a lot of people because it's just so hard to get out of that like what's my purpose it's, it's so vague and once you actually like once you put it like in that sentence in that way of like what does life require of me right now? It first, it it's becomes much more concrete because you can look at the world and recognize things that are needed from you every single day. It's much more easier for me to like maybe like, the simplest thing you can see like if you look around your house, maybe that's a, a dish in the sink. Okay, life requires for me to clean that dish right now. It's like it's a stupid example, but that's just an example to show how much more practical it gets. And then at the end of the day, like you get your purpose. Of course, it's like a metaphysical question. And, but it, it's, it's always goes like, if you want to like find your purpose, you need to start from with, with real life. Like you, you got to do stuff to find out what you, what, what will be your purpose. And it also shifts throughout the, as, as you grow as a person and, and, and change, but it really just starts with, with, with finding the going out and, and trying to find it. And I think the way of phrasing it matters a lot because it takes, away that kind of egotistical thing like why i think in self-help people get really um, emphasized on the on like what do i need to do what's like what's what's my purpose i need to make this amount of money it's all about you 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 and i mean that's good for some people but sometimes like the you ask people what's like their the biggest sources of purpose it's always always related to other people it's always about helping other people yeah it's a father talking about his child it's never it's never someone talking about themselves. Like it's not a. It's always about helping other people, raising a, a child, making a difference in the world, helping the poor, helping the homeless. What it's like? It's always those those causes that are associated with other people, with other human beings specifically. It doesn't even have to be human beings, but living beings. It's you helping someone or something, and and that's the biggest. Like that's a. If you want, if you're really stuck in this question, what was your purpose? Man, just go out and volunteer in something. Go go feed the poor go go like collect trash like you you'll be amazed of of how how much you can find about yourself in in those in those moments yeah absolutely and also um a thing i want to share from the book which i found really interesting is uh about so for example when you shoot an arrow like bow and arrow before you shoot the arrow in the direction you want you have to pull it the exact opposite direction so you pull it back, so then it can go forward. And usually, like the harder you can pull it back, the further it will go forward. Mm-hmm. And relating this to like finding your why is, instead of immediately going towards where you want to go, how about first you turn it around, focus on the inside first. Instead of focusing on, you know, like the outside, what am I going to achieve here outside? You know, like go 180 back into yourself and go mm-hmm. deep. And I feel like yeah. the deeper you can go into why, you know, that's like into why you're going to do all these things. And the clearer, like, we didn't do this for the page, but I feel like it would be a good thing. Like, if you can write it down in one, like, one sentence or something like that, mm-hmm. then you really know. 
and then that's really like stuck into in the back of your mind into everything you do and then you won't like get away from that like apple for the most part if ever goes away from the their why of like challenging the status quo the the thing that steve jobs implemented like every product they release at least when steve jobs was there you know then change you can't really go for the same way iphone completely revolutionized you know the whole fucking industry when they released their imac i do believe that you know the the desktop with the the computer is all in the screen kind of thing yeah revolutionary even the Apple, the the iWatch, they're fucking market leaders in that. Yeah. Everything they do, like iPod, everything. Mm-hmm. And you, but they could only do that because they knew their why. Like when they were building the iPhone, at some points, like people were telling Steve Jobs, he was fucking insane. And that, oh, this can't be done. We shouldn't do this. Why are we doing this? Yeah. But he knew why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Elo, oh, for example, Elon Musk, same shit. When he, he I, th- I think the story goes like this. He sold PayPal. And then with the money, he invested everything, I think, half onto Tesla and then half on SpaceX. And both of those companies, when he started, people said, like, no, he can't do it. He's fucking crazy. He's going to go bankrupt super soon. Like, even when um, SpaceX was released, like, sending um, their, not, spa- not spaceships, but their rockets, I don't think into orbit, but they're doing tests. And if that there was one tests that failed two times, they're going to the third. If they fail, they pretty much go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, consciously, you think like, wait, why didn't he just sell PayPal and go home with all the money? Why is he, why is he risking all this? Yeah. Because he has a bigger why than just to make money. Mm-hmm. All those projects are, you know, both like Tesla, SpaceX, even the, not the boring company, not boring, yes, boring company that he has. Mm-hmm. All of those you can kind of associate with each other. You can kind of be like, yeah, this is Elon Musk. It's revolutionary. It's going towards this purpose. Yeah. It's secondary. Like you think if, the, the, the yeah, making if, money part if, is secondary too. Yeah, if, if he so, was just like, oh, I want to make money, then why would you risk all those things? And then you wouldn't respect him as a person. Then you just become another commodity. Yeah. Just become another car company. Just become, yeah. I'm not going to say another rocket company because there's not <laughs> many of them, but you wouldn't even have started all those things. And that's the... Yeah. I, and that's like the your your shield i think in this time this day and age like the way you you can protect yourself against like being mediocre and people don't not caring about your brand is really just starting with why and knowing why you you do what you do because if you see most most companies like if you come out with a revolutionary product many times people like people care a lot about like making a patent and trying to protect the product so no one else can do it. But the thing is, in this day and age, everyone's going to imitate you. There's, just, there's no way to prevent it. So China, yeah. China, like they find a way to do it. And so your only defense against it is associating your brand so strongly with the product that people don't want a cheaper version of it, even if it's the same or, or, or better. That's, that's what happened with the iPhone. There are better phones, I, I think, like from a like only like a like a functional perspective. If you're like really understand those things about phones like that are better than iPhone, but the iPhone is still the one that, that sells most because people like there's an identity associated with it. And there's a, a company be, that people trust behind it. People say that like they have an iPhone and this we, we kind of have this kind of pride of being part of the, the society of Apple and, and the same, like that's why, that's why you can't, that's why there are some products that you just, no matter how many people copy them, there's still that appeal to buy the original version. That's why we, 
because we we buy things that's why people don't understand that we buy things it's very emotional the process of buying something it's all emotional actually there's like very few there that's like not a lot of rationality involved in the process of buying something it's almost all emotional so people really just have to know how to speak to to people and to their their to the what they really want their why and that's what what leverages you to be a, like a, a successful company a company that's not forgotten with, with the ages that's why you gave an example in the book even of um the cube was a phone company i just like the revolutionized also the no it didn't rev, it, like it created a really good phone at the time and it sold a lot but that's like after two years people forgot about it because all the other companies basically took the features put it into their phones so people no longer cared about it if you look at the iphone it still had lots of new features people copied them after it but it's still the iphone people still go towards it because that, that that's Going back to the same thing, there's a there's a why behind it. There's a there's a company associated to the product. It's just, it's not just a product. Yeah, it's, it's more than that. And if you see, for identity. example, taking the iPhone, like the last three or four iPhones are all the fucking same. <laughs> Most like like let's not say like iPhone yeah. X because oh it changes the screen a little bit, but iPhone seven to iPhone eight. Why are there people who have an iPhone seven and and then they buy an iPhone eight? They really need. That extra CPU power, the the for the the better camera, all that. When they spend like the whole day on Instagram and they take calls and text, is that really it? It's bigger than that, like you were saying. Yeah. Because when you buy those things, there's more than just a product associated with it. I feel like it's the same. For example, designer clothes. Like why? Why? For example, if you could buy yeah, a good, why do people thinking. buy Gucci real Gucci shirts when you can buy a replica? A replica that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly the, the same. Like, let's say, an exact replica for $25. Yeah. Why do you buy the one that costs $300? That's the perfect example. It's all about the... Why, the exactly. It's because it. it represents something. It's not only because it's more expensive. It's because to have those things represents a certain identity. The why mm-hmm. of of why they do those things, it's different. Like, Gucci's why is much different than Primark's why. It's not the same. Yeah. And then, so people who identify with that are going to buy that. And also, for me, the more I kind of go into this and go deep into this, the thing I realized is that even if you make less money, if you make your quote-unquote less successful, it's so much more worth it. I'd a thousand times rather have, you know, let's say our page make $1,000 per month and live off of that than to make 100 k a month of, you know, like something that I don't believe in. Like, a, yeah. let's say... Sleazy ads or something. Like yeah, let's say like selling shitty... I don't even know. Like selling makeup yeah. that makes your skin go black, for example. Let's say, if there was no consequences for that, I'd rather have the other ones. Yeah, and yeah. and it's because at the end of the day, what is more after a certain point? What is more money gonna bring you? You know, a new car is that really gonna make the difference? Oh, a yeah. bigger house. Until a certain degree, yeah, it makes a difference. But then it's like, it's not worth it. It's not worth to compromise your why, your morale, just for more. You know, outside things. Yeah, yeah, it's never worth worth it to do that. I think that's why people. That's why we get like that's what the typical like stereotype of the the businessman that goes home has a shitty life, but he's really successful on the outside. And like I think, like um, lately, that stereotype has been kind of broken down, and people don't believe that as much. And I think there's much more the hustle culture of people really like people. I think there's that was kind of a taboo about like wanting to make money. But for a certain for a certain period there, I think people were like kind of looking bad on people who wanted to make money. And then I think we kind of broke that down. But I think we went to the extreme of like money. There's no there's no bad in only wanting money. And I'm I'm not saying there's a bad associated with that, but there's just 
there's consequences with only wanting money. Because if you only want money, you'll give up on a lot of other things that might, in my opinion, make you give you a lot more happiness, purpose, and really enjoyment out of life. Like if you you advocate on lots of things, that's why you see like the most like let's say like the companies everyone hates, big pharma, uh, Monsanto, like spraying crops with insecticides, whatever. No one likes those companies because I'd argue that their number one value is making more money, and so they throw everything out the window and they don't care about like the the risk associated with it. And that's just an example of how losing or, or having a bad why, which I think comes from ignorance. I don't think it comes from like people. People don't want to be evil. People like wanting, people want to make money. They're not like, they're not like scheming in their little cave about yeah. killing the poor. No, they just, they want to make money and they don't think about it. That's why it's so important to, to have a defined why, because it's so easy to not have it. And it's so easy to ignore the consequences of not having one. That's why you see so many shitty products being sold on Instagram. So many fake account, not fake accounts, but people on accounts that are just selling a fake lifestyle and just have nothing to value. I, I recently saw the news about it was like a, a fitness influencer. I don't really like the word, but it was she was like had two million followers and she started to just, she tried to start a, a a clothing line and to sell clothes and she had like two million dollars. So everyone expected her to be super successful. She only sold like thirty shirts. And it was like a big scandal because that's, and I think that goes to show like people, what's the why of your page in that, in that sense? Like to be plainly, I don't want to hate on anyone and I don't, not demonizing it, but people go to your page to see your butts in pictures. So if you try to sell them something, it's like, why would they buy from you? That's like, there's no why associated, like you're, I mean, that's a why, but it's different from what you're trying to spread. Like you can't just pretend, you can't just like change, change your why in all of a sudden, like, if you always post bug pictures and then you try to become a philanthropist, that doesn't work. That's not your audience. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's so important. And you see that a lot with when people get pissed off at like actors and shit that go to start like, oh, I'm an inventor, an environmental activist or I'm yeah. a fighting for someone's rights. You're like, bro, come yeah, on. Make movies and I like watching <laughs> it. Like, stick to that. Yeah, it's, you can do it, but, you know, just be aware, in that case, like aware of the consequences. Yeah. If you're going to do it under the same thing that you've always sold and then you change like imagine if let's say mcdonald's all of a sudden was like yeah fuck no more burgers we're just gonna be like um chipotle we just sell like yeah cook um organic food there's no like unhealthy shit here there's no more sundays no more mcflurries so you know yeah. goodbye how the fuck do you think people would react <laughs> to that good no i'm yeah people would be like throwing molotov cocktails at mcdonald's hoping to get their nuggets back so you know it's you can always change your why but going uh, into a more like practical business side kind of thing, do it under a different name. He even does it, for example, he says like Toyota, I think. Was it Toyota? In the book, he talks about um, a car company. I think it was Toyota. I'm not sure, but they, no, it was Volkswagen. Yeah. They tried at one point to do um, a luxury car, like to compete with Mercedes and BMW. But because people associated with uh, Volkswagen, like the, more like the people's car and like the surfer's car and shit like that, it didn't really sell because people are like, oh, if I want a car like this, I'm not going to get a Volkswagen, I'm going to get a Mercedes. Yeah. So what, for example, Toyota did when they wanted to make a more luxurious brand or luxurious car, they just created another mm -hmm. brand. It's like Lexus. Oh, there you go. It's a Lexus, but it's still under Toyota. But you can rephrase the wine to that yeah. different company. Okay, yeah. That's, and that's so, why yeah. it's so, such a good, like going back to your uh, metaphor of the bow and arrow, that's why it pays off so much to take your time to draw the bow, to, to really like 
write out journal and try to find out what the why you want to be associated with not only your business but yourself because the more you have to change it like your why will change to life but i think if you're doing it properly it will always be kind of similar if you're starting with the right values so the more you, you you always try to change it first of all people see it as like you're not really sure of what you want and people don't trust pe- people like that we're always changing and and second of all i think it's in the business side it's very damaging to your to your business to always be changing why you, you do what you do so really take that time to to figure out why you want to do it really see if it's a long-term thing you, you wish to do and like yeah if you like and i'm not being like you don't have to do one thing for the rest of your life. We change as people, as human beings. And so that's that's why you, you gave the good example. Like Toyota built a new company. And that's there's no problem with that. That's that's I think that's the right way to do it. But don't try to associate that's I think I the thing I don't like. I really don't like it's like people's like seeing people come from one space into the other and just try try to carry that or, or just like try to integrate one space into another. I see a lot oh like maybe like uh fitness pages and then they, they try to sell like shit that's completely not related to fitness just like a like a stupid product like a, a teeth whitener or like a lamp or whatever the dumb like new thing is and it's like why like there's no there's no reason for you to be selling this it's very very clear that you just want money and that's why i think what that's why people don't people don't really more and more i think people don't like that people distrust people value more and more trust and having a, a real personality. And that's what makes you immune to the, the the recent trend we've seen of a lot of accusations being thrown at celebrities and influencers that can now, I think it's to a point where it can just destroy a career just because you have an accusation. It doesn't even have to be proven. I saw just a really recent example of this and it's still an ongoing thing with a fitness influencer called Larry Wills. He's a very famous like power lifter and like all around strong guy does really like impressive feats of strength and recently like one of his ex-girlfriends just accused him of like beating her and whatever let me make a whole video about this and like I, this was like three days ago for two days everyone was hating on him like mean comments on his page and then he made a reply video where he like kind of rebuted the thing properly in my opinion now everyone's back like oh yeah good you're a good guy again and it's like I mean, in the, I think he only got away from it because he has like a, a loyal following because he, he, I think he really has a, he makes a point of showing the person he is and he's very true to himself. That's what, what makes you immune to those accusations. Because if you, if you don't have a, a why and if people don't know who you are and they don't trust you, like once those accusations are thrown, you have no loyalty there to defend you. You're just, you're forgotten and you're vilified. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. That's, I think we can end on that. Is that this is the, the why you should have why. It's because, mm-hmm. first, of, first of all, for yourself, so that you are clear on where you want to go. Because when, like, the hardships eventually appear, the problems eventually come up, when some supposedly better opportunity comes around, you don't just jump ship. You know, you just stick true to that. And then the also is that, that the outside world will respect you more and more the more you can live according to that. Like, when, I, th- I believe that pe- when people see that you don't waver on the things you said you were going to do, they're like, okay, this guy's for real. That's yeah. where respect comes from. I was seeing, like, mm-hmm. a, for example, uh, Schwarzenegger today. I was kind of, I saw like a clip of his Pumping Iron documentary, and I was saying, like, everything that this guy has done, he was, he's been super committed to it. He's been like a hundred percent on it, he, he, and he, he was not trying to fake anything else that he wasn't. He, when he was at the gym, he's like, yeah, this is what I do. I'm not here trying. Oh, this is healthy. No, this is. I'm, I'm gonna win that shit. 
When he was an actor, yeah. he was not trying to hide, though, I'm going to hide my German accent. I'm going to, no, that's, this is me. There you go. Mm-hmm. I want to be very successful in this, so I'm going to do it. So yeah. my, I would say, that's advice it. going from this book and what I've learned is like the arrow thing. Before going outside, do a 180, go deep into into like why are you doing it and then you you can you know you'll have the leverage to go full speed forward so that's it for me yep yep with that being said this was the searching for meaning podcast and we'll see you next week bye-bye bye